There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back to Hour 2 of The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I'm the Bradley, that's the Dawn, along with Mike today. And we got to get right to solving a very important mystery. One that we mentioned on the show yesterday. What was Brittany doing at Cade Hudson's birthday party? Or was she even there? Um, Dawn, do you remember yesterday, Paris, there was a story that no. you shared with us about how Paris Hilton was like, there's no conspiracy. I didn't Photoshop these photos of me and Brittany at Cade Hudson's birthday party. Yeah, that's the story, basically. And it was clearly photoshopped as far as like, she did admit to photoshopping like, all right, I smoothed out some things. She said it was because it was blurry and taken from an iPhone. But really, you just wanted to make yourself look better. Okay, Paris, admit it. Half of Britney's necklace was gone. And people accused her of actually photoshopping Britney into the pictures. Because a lot of people pointed out and noticed that this was um, a a recycled picture from years ago and when they left this said party she wasn't with them and nobody had any other pictures of Britney so now yeah. what are we hearing plot twist she was not now this story I will say like Paris Hilton came upon this story because of this photo that she posted but that's not where the con- the confusion starts the confusion actually starts with TMZ because they are the ones that actually reported that Britney was at Cade Hudson's, and that's Cade with a C-A-D-E. Uh, that is the manager of Britney Spears, which uh, drove Dawn to fits of laughter yesterday, the thought that somebody was actually managing Britney Spears. Um, but no. but that is the laughter coming back. No. <laughs> so Just put it aside. Going to put it in a balloon and let it go. Let it go. So that was the story yesterday. But now Brittany herself has said, I don't know why people are posting photos of me at a party I didn't go to. What? So that begs the question, why did they say that Britney Spears was at Kate Hudson's birthday party when she wasn't there? I mean, literally their lead photo, Mm -hmm. happy birthday, Cade, shows Britney, Paris, and Cade as he rings in the big 36. But wait, it's going to get more confusing. So, Don, I'll just say that that was, that was TMZ's story. Mm-hmm. But Brittany then came out and said, I wasn't even there. I wasn't at a party on, on uh, January 6th. On Saturday, yeah. So she was yeah, like, I, I don't know why. There. I don't know why people. So what? She said people, but she really should have said Paris. 
And Paris was like, you guys are absolutely, these rumors are ridiculous that she wasn't. No, but it wasn't, it wasn't Paris. Paris posted the photo. And I think that Paris's excuse was, this this was just like a throwback of like when we were all together, but it was TMZ that reported that at this party on Saturday, hosted at the park in Santa Monica, there were all sorts of people there, and they posted a photo with Britney Spears. Then they go on to say that there were a ton of other people there. So why is TMZ trying to make us think that Britney was there when she wasn't actually there? Because they know we would click on it. I'm not sure if, I mean... I was she ever at the party two years ago where these pictures were taken? Well, whenever I mean, obviously, the photos that they posted, um, you know, included the three of them and likely it was at a previous, uh, you know, and that previous was, party. But that's obvious to you that those are real because people were poking holes in the fact that it looked like she was photoshopped in. No, I, I mean, I think like you did a great job explaining that yesterday, that it was just the filter that dissolved like the necklace, for example, the half of the necklace. Okay. I think it's pretty clear that those are real photos. But then the question is. Why did TMZ report that Britney Spears was, and they haven't changed that story, by the way. So TMZ believed, and they reported this on the 8th of January, which was just two days ago, that Britney was there. She's still in the photograph that was posted. So why did they think Britney was there, or why did they report that Britney was there when she wasn't? Unless it's she just was lazy reporting, probably. Yeah, well, that could be certainly, but you'd think at this point they would have corrected themselves, or they believed that she was there, and Brittany is lying to us, or Brittany, whoever is controlling Brittany's Instagram, is lying to us. I mean, if you want I, to put your tinfoil hat completely on, I think that anytime Brittany would be out and about doing something with other celebrities, she would be the first one to say something about it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, unless she's I don't think not she in would control keep that private. Instagram account. Oh my gosh, how could that? I know I've been saying that as well, but I'm starting not to believe myself. Sometimes <laughs> I don't believe myself when I say that because how could she live in this world and not know that her Instagram is being controlled by someone else? Yeah, well, and does how, she ever speak out? Do we ever actually hear from her? Like you'd think she would like run up to a camera, like a local news crew that's doing like a you know a local story, and she's like, I. Britney Spears and my Instagram account has been taken hostage because where else would she say that, right? Like she would just have to find a mic somewhere. She would just have to find, but isn't everybody she sees if she does go out in public saying, hey, Britney, like every paparazzi, hey, Britney, did you know your Instagram has been hijacked? You know what I mean? Then she would be like, you know, like, it's awesome or whatever she's going to (laughs) say, you know? (laughs) I don't know. It's really hard. Like the mystery just gets deeper and deeper. I will say, though, that it's just bizarre to me that TMZ of all places would be publishing a story with, quote, exclusive details. That means the calls coming from inside the house, like somebody connected to either Kate Hudson, Paris Hilton or Britney Spears sent this story to TMZ. Right. Like TMZ wasn't there. TMZ doesn't just go to birthday parties. Right. Like they were either they were sent the photos or the photos were provided by like, you know, uh, what's it called? Like a paparazzi service, a a news photo wire. Right. Like they either got the photos on the photo wire. They were sent them by one of the people involved. And it begs the question, why are people trying to get us to believe that Britney was at this birthday party? Oh, also, here's the other fascinating tidbit about Cade Hudson, supposed manager of one Britney Spears. His birthday is not on January 6th. It isn't? It's in November. Okay. 
So isn't this just something that Paris put up and said, one time we had a good time at Kate's birthday party? It seems like it. But they were like seen it. leaving. They were, but then there's like video that said, one said Phil Jones, <laughs> unpaid researcher Phil, sent me of them leaving a party of them, of Paris and Cade out together, and there is no Britney with them. Well, yeah, that's the real photos. That's why we know that this story is absolutely false, the one that TMZ published, because to your point, there are photos of Paris leaving the actual birthday party, which he apparently celebrates in January. Um, um, oh, wait, no, it says he was born on, I take that back. It says he was born on the seventh of January. Um, okay. For some so something he had his I re- birthday the oh, day no. before. Oh no, that was a wedding that they were at on the eleventh of November. Anyway, don't doesn't matter. The moral of the story is the photos that you're talking about showed the actual party. Yeah, and Brittany was not there, but TMZ yeah. reported right. that she was and included different photos, which is why none of this makes any sense. Oh, my gosh. It really doesn't because I don't even, like, I don't see anything on Paris's Instagram anyway. Because I thought they got all of these from Paris's Instagram. I think well, thought that was the point. If they did, then she's removed them, which would not surprise me. You wanted to, there was a listener email you wanted to give a shout out to. I do. I want to give a shout out to Christine Pilkington who um, she's like, oh, no, now everybody knows that I'm emailing about this at work because I said her full name. Christine P. Um, <laughs> oh, well, sorry, Christine. Me. <laughs> Christine. Okay, Christine. So she emailed and she wanted to talk about what we said yesterday about the coffee cup. So the coffee cup instance uh, thing was about the post that she put up with two different pictures yesterday. And it was talking about her dad enjoying that cup of coffee. Brittany's. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. On a bus with five other women. So Christine says perhaps that cup refers to her dad holding. She was drugged. She was not allowed anything. She enjoyed coffee, booze, etc. She references that several times. If this was the method used to give her meds, it would make sense. Mm. In this disgusting scenario with the father and other women, it wouldn't be shocking for him to consume something in that coffee cup. Oh, I see. So it's like Good there's job, vitriol Christine. in that description. I, Thank you, Christine. I do love uh, when listeners play the home game. Keep your thoughts and feelings coming about Brittany and the toxic mystery that it uh, that has been unfolding. When we come back, we have to talk about the banana trick. Do you know what that is, Dawn? Um, yes, but not the one that you're talking about. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to tell you about the one I'm talking about when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Hi, talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Hero. You know, we all love it when things are easy, like really easy, especially this time of year. Oh, there's so much going on in the world. Look, um, easy when it comes to Hero is just one call. One call and it's done easy. That's why I trust the heating pros at Hero. One easy call got my home's furnace tuned up properly, so I don't have any worries about being nice and cozy this winter. And the same is true for you. When's the last time you had your home's heating system looked at? Just call Hero. Call my friends at callhero.com today. They're going to make it so easy to get their world-class heating tune-ups. It's only 69 bucks. 
And you can easily get it scheduled today at callhero.com. And it's not just heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical. I could go on. The list is infinite of the professionals uh, and their ability to fix your home. Callhero.com today and make sure you take full advantage of that heating tune-up. It's not too late. It's going to be cold for a while. Callhero.com today and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Have you been pulling the banana trail? It's very naughty. It's very no, naughty. It's not either. Stop creeping the it listeners is. out, Dawn. There is nothing naughty about the banana trick. But it, it is, it is some, naughty. There, well, it's it's illegal. How about we put it that illegal, way? Illegal naughty. That's what I mean. So the banana trick, if you're just joining us, by the way, hour two of the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Hey, I'm Bradley. That's Dawn being naughty in her bunker wonderland. <laughs> yes, at home and whimpery. And fully drugged out on... Uh, sorry. No, don't be sorry. I'm just glad you're getting better. Um, yeah. And Mike is totally sober at this moment. Which is, you know, I guess okay because it could change. It could change. Don't to dealing dealing with me today or dealing with us. Uh, yeah, he's like, I need a drink. <laughs> I need a drink. Too. Somebody bring me a drink. Oh please, Mike doesn't want anything. No, I'm good. He just okay. wants to laugh at the banana trick. Okay, the banana trick. Here's what that is. What that is, Dwan, is something that Walmart is trying to combat against. Tell me all about it. Well, I will because I read this story and it it made me think like, wait a minute, what? So apparently the banana trick is when you put like, I don't know, let's say you put your Honeycrisp apples up on the scale when you're doing self-checkout. Sure. And then you type in the code for bananas. Because let's say bananas are 79 cents a pound. I got news for you. I don't know if you're uh, Apple-centric like I am in the world. Yes, I Honeycrisp know. apples are going to run you like three to four dollars a pound. Yeah. So it's where you simply you're essentially pulling a fast one on the scanner, right? You're stealing. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> realistically, you're stealing. But that's yeah. the banana trick. And Walmart has upgraded their self checkout technology to recognize the thing that you're actually scanning so that if you oh. try it, it's even so sensitive to say like those aren't honey crisp apples which might be 329 no. those are cosmic crisp apples which are 379 so you're nice try me. uh banana tricker oh my gosh how do they know the difference between a honey crisp and a granny smith technology Wow, so they're, they're, they're looking at it like a, a picture, probably. They're videoing it. There's a technology. Videoing. God, I sound like I'm ancient. Here's video. They got a little person in there in the box. They take a video of it, and then what they do is they send it over to somebody, and they look at it real quick, and they say, hey, those aren't honey crisps." No, they have uh, some AI technology. Are you okay over there? I am. Oh, okay. The, I, I just was, was hearing all this noise. Plug in. <laughs> I, I'm trying to plug. I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
like a <laughs> my heating pad for my feet. Okay. Well, please do. Do you want to go ahead and do right that? Now. Go ahead and take care of your feet, I honey. I will do it in the break. <laughs> okay. I will do it in the break. Well, now you've told us. So <laughs> you just can do hear it. every little thing. Like, I'm just simply holding a cord, and you're like, what are you doing? Well, you're fumbling around, and you're half... <laughs> Coked out Look, on pills. I got my hands up and I'm listening to you. <laughs> Tell me about the bananas. <laughs> this technology um, was produced by an outfit called. It just all seems pointless. No, um, the technology itself literally can tell the different kinds of apples or the different kinds of kale or whatever it is. And that will prevent people from hopefully stealing. Now, the reason that I, I brought this story is because I don't know about you, Don, but I am one of those people that like every time I do self-checkout, first of all, I love self-checkout. I do it on like I do it when you're not supposed to do it. I do it when I have 21 items. I don't care. Oh, I didn't know there was a limit. Well, sometimes there is. It just depends on where I'm just saying sure. I love self-checkout because it reduces an interaction point. And I can mm-hmm. just like be on my way and, you know. Oh, wait a minute. Yesterday you were saying that you hated everyone just not interacting with each other because there was somebody looking down at their phone. But now you're saying that you don't want you don't want to interact with people. Oh, no. I think that was less about interaction and more about paying attention. Because okay. if you're in or if you come across a person who's not paying attention, like are they paying attention when they're driving? This is oh, more sure. like like I want to bag the groceries the way I want to bag them just because I'm picky about my groceries. Um, But, but my, my point with this particular story was simply to say, I am always feeling like I'm going to get caught doing self checkout. Like I'm weighing the wrong thing or I'm not scanning it the right way. And it's going to, you know, go like lights are going to go off and security's going to bum rush me. I mean, I just like that's I can't believe that people actually are already doing the banana trick. That's all. I would never do this. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I I would never try to steal produce because I would be afraid that I'd be caught and then it would be so embarrassing. Well, and you got to imagine know? it's not even just produce. I mean, people could put down like, I don't know, something something bulk items, right? Like all the bulk bin stuff. I mean, you could just see oh. where people could totally take advantage of this. Anything that's weighed pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike, would you ever steal bananas? No, I am <laughs> Come on. I am one or of those steal- like just unbelievable since I was a kid. I just always follow the rules and I'm that guy. It's the worst. Yeah, no, that's not the worst. That actually just means you're a good person, Mike, I (laughs) think technically is what that means. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just... Go ahead. Bradley, you did... Someone thought you were stealing ones, and that's giving you PTSD. Yeah, like, ultimately, this all comes from a story where I was at Target, and the it was an off-duty police officer was like, I'm not going to give you the long story, but I will simply say that they thought I was stealing and I had just put my phone in my bag. This was back in the day. I had a small flip phone and they had Uh seen me put my flip phone in my bag and he thought I was stealing. Long story short, now I'm constantly like, I'm not stealing (laughs) whenever I'm (laughs) checking out. All right. From the self-checkout and banana trick, when we come back, do you have pet regrets? Well, Dawn does, and also Logan Paul does, and she'll tell us why when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Thank 
you, Mike. Welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Do you have pet regret? 651-641-1071. What does that mean? Dawn will tell us because apparently Logan Paul does, and maybe she does too. What's this all about, Dawn? Okay, so, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Logan Paul or his brother. I don't think a lot of people are. Yeah, I'm not really, but what? Oh, you know, they're just famous from the internet and, you know, now professional boxers. I can't. Are you familiar with Logan Paul? I know him as a uh, sort of social media person yeah. and who does stunts and really unfortunate, inappropriate things. <laughs> That's correct. Yes, you're right about that. He has a brother. They are uber, uber rich now from actually boxing. I mean, they've made their way in the world of boxing and celebrity boxing and everything like that. So um, definitely not going to go away. But since everybody has this huge, you know, all of these bad thoughts about that. I was kind of interested in this story about Logan Paul. He had a pig. He bought a pig that was he thought was a pot-bellied pig, okay. and it grew up to be a huge pig, like a really big pig, like the one that you see at the state fair. So he thought it was going to be little... like a miniature pig, and it turned out mm-hmm. to be a big-ass pig. It is so big, yes. So, um, you know, that's a lot to take care of when you're expecting to have a little pig that runs around in your... I mean, pot-bellied pigs on their own are, are not... They grow up and they're not, you know... It was like a huge they're, 90s They're like craze, a dog. Like, like right? a, Exactly. So um, this, this pig um, lived with him and then he decided to move to Puerto Rico. And it ended up Jim's yes's story. Yes, exactly. So Logan Paul went to Puerto Rico and ended up giving the pig to uh, a farm hmm. that he knew would take care of it. It had horses. They wanted to take the pig and take care of the pig. Yeah. Well, it has now ended up at an animal sanctuary in Santa Clarita, and it's called Gentle Barn. It's mm-hmm. a rescue situation mm-hmm. because Pearl the pig was in a really bad condition and um there was a pig abandoned in a field and it ended up being his pig Pearl. Oh, wait wait a minute so somehow Logan Paul's pig which he thought he had given to someone else ended up in a field abandoned he gave it to someone else that 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 family and that they gave the pig Got to it. another farm. Got it. And that farm somehow, who knows, you know, where it went after that. But it was found with tattered ears and a life-threatening infection. Mm. And it was in a field alone um, oh. next to another pig who didn't make it, oh, let's no. just say. So, but yes. this, so anyway, this pig did make it. It did make it. It's at a place called Gentle Barn, which oh, looks to be just an amazing an amazing place and tmz got a copy of this letter he sent to gentle barn because he found out that his pig was there and Mm. went through this terrible thing and he said uh it was just brought to my attention that the pig i owned nearly two years ago pearl was rescued and rehomed by your organization with every ounce of gratitude i have thank you pearl lived very happily at my home in encino for about two years she was treated like the princess she is uh bathed regularly in a variety of healthy meals roamed the yard and had a shelter and pen of her own i'd even sleep with her sometimes uh, you'll come to find she's very friendly pig and loves to cuddle. Aww. When I moved to Puerto Rico in April of 2020, this is the words of Logan Paul, by the way, if you're just joining us, he's talking about his pet pig who ended up 
having to be rescued. Um, when I moved to Puerto Rico in April 2020, she was unable to come with me, so she was rehomed at a horse ranch in Santa Clarita. From my understanding, she lived fruitfully there for about 10 months until that homeowner moved as well. Pearl was then rehomed to the farmer across the street with the promise of care. I've heard that he called your organization to pick her up. It's shocking and heartbreaking to hear the state she was found. I want to reach out personally and say thank you for taking her in. And for what it's worth, I'd love to send a token of my gratitude to your organization for taking Pearl in and doing something so kind. I thought she was at a good home, but regardless, she's now she is now, and I'd like to contribute to take her to to her care again. I can't thank you enough for stepping in. Please let me know how else I can be a supportive. Well, it sounds best. like he did all the right things. He didn't. I, so it sounds like he didn't intentionally mean for the pig to end up. Uh, in this place, but no. that can happen, of course, anytime you, you know, send a pet somewhere right. else. Oh. So it sounds like well, he is, pig... you know, I mean, the guy has tons and tons of money, so hopefully he's given, they didn't say what kind of donation that he gave to Gentle Barn, but... And yeah. we do have uh, Faith on the line because we did ask the oh. question if you have a pet uh, that perhaps there was some regret pet attached regret. to. Pet regret, yes. Uh, Faith is on the, long, uh, the line, and all I see under the comments is Hell dog. Faith, oh my what God. happened? He's terrible. Oh. <laughs> Tell us about it. Our daughter convinced us to add a second puppy to our home um, shortly mm. after COVID hit, and he's adorable. Um, yeah. but he is a cocker spaniel, and apparently there's a thing called cocker rage, and he has <laughs> like Napoleon syndrome times 10. He is awful oh, but no. he's adorable and it has saved his butt numerous times oh so oh, what my gosh. what's the dog's name again his name is winston oh winston don't winston be so naughty winston. what is cocker oh. range i think it's like napoleon syndrome i mean he's he's very he's aggressive um he weighs 35 pounds and he like runs over my hundred pound golden retriever all the time <laughs> oh. um He's just, he's, he's bossy. He's, yeah, he's, and he has a plethora of health conditions. And I mean, he's, he's just, he's very high maintenance, but he's adorable. Um, and he's good, you know, 51% of the time. So oh, well, that's good. I'm glad. It's good that you're giving him a chance. Yes. And, 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 you know, not saying, okay, I'm done with this. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, no, uh, he's yeah. been here two years. This is home for him. He'll, he'll this stay. is home. Faith, that's well, sweet. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Thanks for sharing little Winston's hell, hell dog <laughs> nature. But we're glad that he's in a good home. Thank you. Uh, okay, so Dawn, I know that you had some pet regret. Do you want to tell us about your sugar glider story? Oh, my gosh. So I had a sugar glider. Actually, my boyfriend did when I lived in Dallas. We He bought it from a pet store. Those are pricey animals. You know, they're sort of like a little flying squirrel type thing. Just absolutely adorable. Just think of like a little chipmunk, and it can also glide around the room. These need to be out in the wild. I believe they're indigenous just to like Madagascar or Australia, maybe New Zealand. Um, they shouldn't be in my house in Dallas, right? Yeah, yeah. So we had a big enough in in you know enclosure for her. Um, they sold the pet to us and told us that it was a he. So we named her Mateo. Mateo was a girl. Um, and Mateo was also very lonely because they're nesting animals, which means they need to be together yeah. and they can 
they can literally die of loneliness. And so she was sad and also nocturnal. And they bark like a puppy in the night. And so we would wake up and we're like, oh, my God, again, again with the barking. And so then she would also, she wanted to be like out. And you can't have like a animal just like that around because of you know cleanliness and things like well, that. Oh yeah, so for sure. She but she would escape from her enclosure, and then my boyfriend at the time he was six foot seven and he had a very long arm. The point of this is that so we're in this waterbed and he would the, Mateo would crawl up his arm because she liked him better than me, and he <laughs> in the night would fling his arm and then she would go flying across the room. Hanging on a plant, gliding. It would be 3 a.m. and we're trying to catch Mateo, oh. you know, and she's barking and oh my gosh. So we actually found another person who had a boy and a huge room for this boy sugar glider. And so we sold Mateo to them and then they lived happily ever after and had like little sugar glider babies together. Oh. But I'm just telling this story because I was stupid once and bought a pet that I didn't know anything about, really. Yeah. Yeah, no, like And it was fun and cool and just I I know. I don't ugh. and you had a exotic pet too, didn't you? Yeah, Bradley? I was I, I just all of this is to just say and if you're just joining us, Don was telling us about Logan Paul's pig that ended up in a field, but now it's all it's all good. Um I, this was just a reminder to me that like exotic pets in general are just not a good idea. Like and I've I've gone through so many different animal phases when I was like because we never had I never really had well, that's not totally true, but I never really had pets other than fish as a kid. So, okay. like, once I got out on my own and in my 20s, I just got really, you know, like, I want to have this and I want to have that. So, I've, like, had every animal. That said, at one point, I had a pygmy possum. Oh, my God. People have these Let as pets. That up. They're so adorable. Think of, like, oh, gosh, I don't even, just, like, the cutest little mouse you've ever seen. The problem oh, is my. they require very specific conditions and, um, you know, really specific diet and really specific oh enclosures. And so ears. I know, aren't they adorable? Oh, it kind of looks like a sugar glider. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So I can relate to the idea that, like, you, you really don't want to have animals like these. And I know it's it's hard because they're beautiful and people make them available and they're cute and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But but if you don't have if you don't have the money, the space or the time um, it's like birds. I used to have all sorts of birds, but birds really birds take a long or they take a lot of care and a lot of resources. So just be wary of the pets you get, so you don't That's have right. pet regret. I mean, oh, look, it's rhymes. It does rhyme. Be careful of I the pets you, you get, because otherwise you'll have rhyme. pets regret. See what I did That's there? That's right. Yeah. That's right. That really does look like a sugar glider, like almost identical. Yeah, except it just doesn't have the possum. flappies. You know, yeah, and can't fly around. And but, they love, all right. they love to. We eat. learned our lesson. And Patty, Patty Opossum was her name. Thanks for asking. And oh, I also oh have God. her in a box in my closet. So thanks. Oh my right. God. What? Well, because her she remains. She passed away, and I had her yeah. cremated. And I did was like, I don't know what to do with these because I don't want to like you don't want to throw them away. 
Do you yeah. take them out on um, St. Patrick's Day? No, but I should. Possum, my Irish you possum. In honor oh, of her. I miss her. Okay. Yeah. Oh, don't bring me down, Dawn. I'm sorry. Let's go into something a lot more positive. Actually, it's terribly depressing because it's those oh. floods in Montecito you were going to tell us about. And oh, specifically right. the celebrities. Montecito is an area full of, you know, the very wealthy and privileged, of course, but a lot of celebrities we talk about here on the station and you're going to share uh, what's been going on with some of them when we return right here on my talk 1071 welcome back to the adventures of bradley and dawn as we wrap up the second hour don't forget at the top of the third we're doing our not a book club part two some more reflections on prince harry's memoir spare you can uh, we're going to open the phones at the beginning of that segment but in the meantime you could send us an email or on the twitters or on the facebooks uh but in the meantime in between time don has an update really really scary scary situation in an otherwise very beautiful and um gorgeous part of california right don yeah montecito california uh, also around the santa barbara area uh, this storm if you haven't heard about it um, is causing huge flooding and a lot of those uh, people in those homes there they've been asked to evacuate including Harry and Megan and Oprah um, Ellen DeGeneres as well ordered to evacuate actually Ellen has been able to stay in her home because she's on higher ground mm. uh, TMZ has done a story on this and um, this is actually the five-year anniversary of those terrible mudslides that happened where so many people I think a hundred people lost their life so I think it was like um, it's 23 just, but a hundred homes 23 were, oh yeah Oh, that's sorry, uh, but it it's just really concerning. Like the the weather events that have been happening in the last five years just sort of are are very very scary. Yeah, it's no joke. And you know, obviously, there are people out there who work in these hotels who who don't have the money to. I always think about them who don't necessarily have the money to get out and evacuate like these celebrities can just go to another celebrity's home. You know, people, hotel maids and people that work at the convenience store and, you know, things like that where they're trying to find shelter. And it's just, an uh, you know, something that I, th- I think that people that live outside of areas who see these kind of tragedies and storms can be a little callous and say, well, you know, you live on a fault line or, well, you know, you live in a floodplain. Why are you still living there? It's not so easy just to pick up your life and move because there could be a chance of a flood. So well, thinking about them and also the fact that Prince Harry's book just came out today and he's had to evacuate his home. So on a business level, since, as you pointed out last hour, you know, they have to do this because they need an income. He wants to tell his story, but, you know, out of necessity, Prince Harry is talking about his life and sharing because, you know, it's a source of income for them. So here he is probably wanting to monitor how well his book is doing and, and they're being displaced. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a lot. But the thing I would say is that to the folks that you know, would say, well, you're rich and why did you live there in the first place? You know, you could say that about certain places in the world which seem a little um, counterproductive to build a home in. But at the time that those yeah. homes were built, there, the, the, this was not an issue. And it's exactly. really because of, you know, the growing effects and the growing impact that global climate change has that situations like this continue to happen over and over again. So while, you know, it's easy to sort of like from the comfort of our own Midwesternness 
say, like, why would anybody live over there anyway? It's just a big, you know, whether it's wildfires or this flooding, mudslides. Or living on, yeah, in a floodplain or living on a cliff where there could be a mudslide. Yeah, but living in a historic floodplain for 50 years versus, you know, all of a sudden in the last decade this becoming an issue, you can understand that... mm, I mean, beyond just having like simple empathy for other humans who are going through difficult things, you can understand where people didn't ever plan for this to have been a thing in that part of the world, which just makes this whole issue even more important to pay attention to because it's just going to continue. Like, it's not going to go away. You know, each year it's just a series, especially in that part of California. It's a seesaw between, you know, flooding, mudslides and wildfires. And fires. And not only that, but um, they've been hit with more than eight to 12, uh, eight inches of rain in the last 12 hours. And more is on the way. So you've got trees that are toppled onto roadways. Um, You know, people can't drive out. The evacuation has been problematic. Um, And then five years ago today, like I said, people were killed in that mudslide. So, you know, um, uh, about that mudslide, I. I watched, it was Tyler Henry's special on Netflix. It's like, oh, I forget. I think it's called Life After Death. It's mm, right. Tyler Henry is the Hollywood medium. A lot of people would know. I think he was on TLC or I don't remember what show or what network that show was on. But they all, he also did this Netflix special. And one of the episodes dealt with this mother who lost her children in that, um, you know, in that tragic incident where 20 some people lost their lives, 23 people and hundreds lost their homes. Um, and I, I, I knew the story from the headlines, but I didn't really understand how that story affected people, meaning just what swiftness and urgency those lives were taken that just made the situation seem so terribly, you know, obviously horrible, but also just... Right. Um, it, it it came so fast. They had literally no warning, and those people were swept away oh. just in the blink of an eye. Terribly, terribly oh tragic. Gosh. But it was it was actually a pretty interesting um, episode of Life After Death because he just has the ability to connect with people and you know provide them some sort of mm, oh gosh, I don't even know what you call it, magic empathy or whatever you want to call it just has the ability yeah. to connect with people that allowed some healing. So that that was a pretty special episode that kind of opened my eyes about the tragedy that was affected. Hopefully this time there will not be those deadly uh, mudslides. At least I don't think anything has led to the loss of life so far. Mm, actually, um, yes, it looks like in the past 10 days, 12 people uh, have lost their life, oh, no. but they are working, you know, evacuation centers have been set up. Um, but then, like I said, it's making it difficult because of all the downed trees and things like that. So, um, I know well, yeah, that and that's part of that, tor- that, that much larger storm system that's barreling its way through California. Right. 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 And I know from come, you know, coming from tornado country down in Southwest Missouri, that one of the worst things that happens when any of these, you know, tornadoes in particular or ice storms is that you lose power and then you have, you know, you can't charge cell phones and, you know, reaching people is difficult or just having your basic needs met. So um, my heart just goes out to everybody out there. It's just it's, you know, the celebrity aspect. That's how we it gets brought to our attention, really, if you're not watching the network news every night. But um, and just so you know, this is an area that's like 90 miles from L.A. Um, 
And gosh, there's some video of Santa Barbara where I've literally seen like some of these streets before because my aunt lived very close to there Mm -hmm. at one point. And it's shocking when you see the flood waters like up all the way to the windows of people's cars. And there's a dude in a kayak (laughs) rolling around. It's like, are you just are you trying to get help or are you doing an Instagram video? I'm wondering. But oh, man, well, it's, um. And the weather in this particular case, that storm system that I talked about that's like been affecting all of California, it really is. I mean, it stretches from like San Francisco to parts of L.A. and you've said, you know, uh, Montecito, et cetera. So this is just all going to continue to compound those different areas. And again, it's just all part of a much greater narrative, sadly, tragically, that's going to continue to increase over time because, well, climate change is affecting people globally. And, you know, whether it it's in our part of the world, like there is really no part of the world that seems to have escaped the effects of that. Um, but to your point, we obviously pay attention when we see celebrities, but that helps get mm-hmm. the word out about all of the people that are affected because it's not just celebrities who are affected by this tragedy. I really need to, you know, going back to the uh, Tyler Henry Mm-hmm. show that's on yeah. netflix i guess the first yep. season is on there i've never watched it well there's just it's just a like special mm, series i don't know if it's going to have other seasons but it oh, kind okay. of it does a wonderful job um and i think it's just called life after death with tyler henry yeah. mm-hmm. it it allows you to not only see him do his thing where he gives readings to people and they're chosen specially for, you know, particular stories. And, and you find that out in each episode, what the story is, obviously. But but in addition, it shows like his process and like his life and his relationship with his mom. It was very fascinating. OK, cool. And his regular show um, is just uh, because I've literally never watched a full episode of this guy. Oh, really? It must be on a network that I don't have. I think it's just so, TLC. TMZ, but... or not TMZ, I'm sorry, TLC. Okay. Tyler yeah, Henry. Tyler Henry, The Hollywood Medium. Um, let's see where he's currently streaming. Hey, yes. Tyler Henry. And, you know, this could be different than what we look up right now because things are sold so frequently. Yeah, I. but I would imagine... I see on... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, if you have Discovery, um, what's the streaming service oh. for Discovery? Discovery Plus. You can yeah, probably you can probably watch his show, The Hollywood Medium, on that, I would imagine, because I think that's it, it would be a Discovery Network, likely, that he was mm. on. Um, okay. You can also just watch clips on YouTube. I, I'm always fascinated by mediums, and I, I don't claim to understand what the powers they hold are. Uh, or to understand them in any way, but I just find them to be completely fascinating, whether it's Teresa Caputo, whether it's Tyler Henry. They obviously have some gift that they're able, uh, you know, to connect with people and provide some healing and some comfort and some joy in their life in a way that I don't know if it's just the magic of editing and the power of television, but whatever they do, it seems legitimate to me. Right, right. Um, I've never been to a live show with Teresa Caputo. You have, right? Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, you did. I she's... think you didn't. You say you were there whenever uh, you were there with Alexis yeah. when on Hill got, got his reading. reading. Yeah, yeah. Alexis uh, has been open about that on the show and how powerful that was for oh, him. Sure. So I totally believe in it. I don't know how. I don't know how they connect and how they do that. It's just yeah. one of those mysteries of you know you don't believe in ghosts, but you do believe in mediums, right? Well, I just it's... want to be clear on. I mean, it's belief. The belief is, is, you know, 
I, I think there's something magic happening. I don't know what that magic is. I don't have the explanation for it, but I'm open okay. to it for sure. Ghosts. Okay. They're time travelers. Yeah, they're time travelers. When we come back, we are doing part two of our book club, Dawn. Uh, Prince Harry's memoir, Spare. If you guys are reading the memoir, if you got your head start, or maybe you haven't gotten a chance to crack the book yet, but you want to know what's going to be in it, or you're curious about certain things, join the conversation. We're opening the phone lines at the top of the three o'clock hour, 651-641-1071 for Brad.